Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. This is episode number 35 with Rob Balasabas. Welcome to Thrive Radio. I'm your host, Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and business coach, and I've decided to bring on other successful entrepreneurs to share their story and how they're helping others to do the impossible. Joining me today is Rob. He is a social media marketer with Thinkific, and he helps entrepreneurs to reach their ideal clients online. Welcome, Rob, to the show. Amy, thank you so much for having me. Super excited to hang out with you today. Yeah, and we met through Thinkific because my online courses are through there. I have been able to utilize that and really, actually, a lot of my uh, guests from my podcast are from that group, thanks to you. (laughs) (laughs) And so, how did you get started in digital marketing with Thinkific? Uh, So, Oh, with Thinkific. Well, I guess uh, taking a step back, I got into digital marketing. I was, you know, right out of college, I was you know, doing a number of different jobs. And a friend of mine approached me and he was starting a marketing agency. At the time, I really didn't know much about the whole digital marketing space, online marketing space. I mean, I had a Facebook account. I was on social media for personal reasons. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I decided to take it on just a, you know, as a change of scenery. And I uh, joined him as a project manager. I didn't really know what to do with that position. But was a project manager for a really tiny, small digital marketing agency. And that's where my eyes were open to the whole online marketing world. I started doing, you know, back in the day, like backlinks, you know, for SEO and uh, building WordPress sites. And I taught myself WordPress, started to do paid ads and things like that. So yeah, that's, that's how I got into the digital marketing space. Now, uh, with Thinkific, I had a good buddy of mine that worked at a company called Lemon Stand, who... Funny enough, actually, I saw yesterday that they were acquired by MailChimp. Oh, wow. Anyways, yeah, side story. But yeah, so he was working for this company called Lemon Stand because we were in the same building in downtown Vancouver. And he left that company to work for this company called Thinkific. A couple of weeks later, messaged me on LinkedIn like, hey, Rob, you should come by. You know, this company's pretty cool. It's growing. Uh, we should chat about it. So, you know, went there, had coffee with him and the COO, Miranda. And uh, a couple of weeks later, I was uh, at a desk there. So that's how I ended up at Thinkific. So in walking through your journey, what are you grateful for? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, for really thankful for all the people that I had a chance to meet. I'm really big on people and teamwork and finding ways to bring value to other people, understanding what their goals are and seeing what I can do in, in my capacity, in my role, my resources to help them achieve those goals, whatever that may be. You know, sometimes it's as simple as, an introduction. Sometimes it's beyond that, maybe helping them out with a particular project or something, but just advice or sharing a story. That's really what I'm grateful for, just the people that I've met along the way and just the relationships that I'm, I've been able to build and building now. You know, it's, it's really interesting. I think if, if you focus on uh, people, I think the opportunities come as a side effect of that. You know, I see that with you, what you're doing, you know, opportunities and doors open up. Uh, so, you know, I've just learned now to just focus and, and be thankful for those relationships. Yeah. I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't get about social media mm-hmm. because they think of it as a machine versus people. And it's how can I break the algorithm versus how can I bring value to the people out there? I see that a lot. Like what someone was saying, oh, I'm on Instagram. How many of you go ahead and do those bots that make comments and like people's stuff. And it's like, 
it's much easier just to create something that you think that people will really like, see what mm -hmm. takes off and go down that direction. But it, it's all about marketing is all about giving, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I've made a point to look, if someone follows us on Instagram, I've made a point to look at their account before just like right away following them back to see like, Hey, what is this person about? What do they do? Oh, they're like, they're in this space. And more often than not, I'll actually, you know, send them a direct message after we've connected and say, Hey, thanks for following us. What made you, you know, connect with Thinkific or what made you connect with my profile and how can we, you know, work together, collaborate or do some cool things together, you know, and those things, it makes you stand out, right? Like, you know, a lot of people will just get people following them or, you know, vice versa. But if you, you know, put a personal touch to those connections, then you get way more out of it. People have responded like, hey, yeah, thanks for asking. Um, yeah, I'd love to do this. This is what I'm planning to do. You know, I'm planning to build this thing. You know, I'd love to, for you guys to be part of it. So it, again, it's just like, it's, I guess it's like quantity versus quality. And I've opted to just like build quality relationships. It leads to way more things. So, yeah. Yeah. That's so true. I think that my mind has um, shifted a lot since, you know, my YouTube channel, you know, exploded and I had a lot of people interested in my online course. And then uh, at first I was afraid of losing people, mm -hmm. you know, and because I didn't know, I mean, you and I were just talking about how I'm fairly new in being certified in digital marketing. And I didn't know how to create, build my email list through ads and all of that kind of stuff. It was just organic. But the thing is, is that to your point is that the more that you're helping people, then they kind of respond to whatever it is that you have to offer. And at the end of the day, that's all you have to worry about. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Totally. So you also help entrepreneurs with their content creation. Tell us how you do that and the ways you've been able to provide support. Sure. Yeah. My main role is, you know, social media community manager at Thinkific. I work alongside our partnership team. So I connect a lot of influencers and other brands and find ways to, to collaborate and co-market together and all that stuff. Now, I do also work with a handful of entrepreneurs directly on my own. And my, my main objective with them is really to build out their social media content creation and marketing strategy using videos for the most part, and then taking those videos and repurposing them for other channels, right, to, to reach your target audience. Now, as that's been happening, I've now been asked to do a lot more community building. They've kind of seen what I'm doing with Thinkific and all those things. And so they're like, hey, we'd love to also, you know, because we've heard that community is really big now for brands and entrepreneurs online. Can you help us build that out for us? Private Facebook groups or Slack channels, that sort of thing. And then how do we engage uh, our community in a way that we can nurture them and, you know, bring value to them? You know, because a lot of like this whole community world right now online, I think is, is something that's still being uh, defined, I suppose. Like a lot of people are like, a lot of people are bought on, bought onto it, but because they're seeing that it works, but a lot of people are still like, Hey, I don't know. It takes a lot of time. I'm not really supposed to be promoting to my community once they purchase from me. Like, how do I do that in an ethical way? So there's all those things that a lot of the entrepreneurs that I'm working with directly are asking and, and want to learn about. So yeah, so that's mostly how I help them. And then a big part of it as well is just accountability. As you know, most entrepreneurs, they get super busy, right? They want to, they have the good intention of like, hey, I want to market. I want to create content. That's where things are happening. That's how I continue to bring new names and new emails and new people to the top of my funnel. But as their funnel gets full down the funnel and they get busy, right? Just naturally, they get super busy. And so a lot of the times the weekly calls that I may have are just 
essentially accountability. Like, hey, how much content did you guys create last week? What are we doing with that content? What's the plan this week? What are we going to talk about on YouTube and that sort of thing? When are you scheduling your next Facebook Live? Right. So a lot of it is, is like that because these people, as long as you can get that content creation on their calendar, they knock it out. Right. They're just that's yeah. what they they're good at creating content. It's just a matter of almost time management, what to do with that content once they've created it. So. So yeah, it's been fun. You know, it's again, kind of going back to your first question is I just want to share what I know so that, you know, these entrepreneurs can, can use that. It's kind of like there's just a few things missing. And I'm just trying to provide those few things that are missing in their flywheel to really maximize their knowledge out there to, uh, to attract the people that they want to attract on social media. Yeah, that's really good. So you also, you work with a lot of influencers. You have another group that we, that you invited me to that collabs a lot and you're doing all kinds of other things. So, so what are some of the other things that you're doing with influencers? Yeah. So the, the group that you're talking about is a, a Facebook group called Collaboration Nation. Honestly, it came about one night and I was just like, kind of thinking of all the things that I you know do. And really a big part of it is collaborating with other influencers and or with influencers and brands. So I'm like, how do I do this at scale, uh, but still keep it very personal, right? Because all these relationships are like on Facebook Messenger and Instagram DMs and stuff like that. Okay, well, why don't I just make a group, right? I was earlier that day, I was being interviewed by my friend, Professor Nez, who has a YouTube channel. His community was the Nez Nation. So I was like, okay, nation, nation, collaboration nation. Okay, so I, I first just created this like Facebook chat. I was like, okay, I'll just do a Facebook chat. I'll invite all of the, you know, all of the, uh, I suppose, like influencers that I'm connected with and uh, they all want to connect with each other. So I made a face, Facebook uh, private chat with all of them and they all connected with each other. It was really good, like super, like it was so busy. And then uh, the day later I woke up and there was like all these messages and some, some people are like, okay, this is really good. But like my notifications are like blowing up. I'm like, okay, well, why don't we just make a group? So I just made a Facebook group, uh, put everyone in there, invited everyone. And, uh, really it's just a place where like everybody wants to collaborate, right? Like that's, that's like the thing, like why try to find, you know, why try to like do all this thing to like you know, build this huge group where when you can just like collaborate with each other with other people's audiences and you're going to help them anyway and they're going to help your audience and it's you're going to build it together. So Collaboration Nation kind of became and yeah, it's, it's growing and it's, it's been exciting. Uh, so that's definitely one of the things that I love and we're doing this podcast now just because I think we had connected on Thinkific's group and now you're in the Collaboration Nation group and I'm sure you'll connect with the people there and I was looking, actually, I was looking at your message where you invited a bunch of people to, or you invited people to be part of your podcast. And I think there's like over a hundred, there's yeah. like over 120 comments in that, on that thread. So it's probably one of the most popular threads inside the Thinkific group. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, it doesn't hurt that my, my podcast got some of the top lists and then, yeah, yeah and it has been overwhelming. I'm part of several different networking groups on Facebook. And so I'll put it out there when I'm ready to like schedule out for the next year or six months or whatever it may be. And it, it, it for me, it's a lot of work to go back and go, okay, now I got to go through, you know, and I, I'll go through their Facebook. I go through, if they have a website, I'll go to their website, check them all out, ask them questions, like really vet who they are. So it's, <laughs> it takes a while to respond to everybody, but, but, you know, I think that, that's been great for me because I'm naturally an introvert. Mm -hmm. 
And so, you know, that's why I love doing YouTube videos. I'm alone. <laughs> and then podcast is one-on-one, which is great for an introvert, you know? Yeah. Um, so the, the online stuff, connecting with people online has been easier for me because of that. I think that for me to go out and do like massive networking, I go to some group, it's harder for me. It, it, it's a little bit more exhausting just because of my personality type. So I'm very, very grateful for all of these online groups because it's easier for me to, I, I don't feel as scared like, oh my gosh, I have to go to that meeting. Like there's yeah. going to be thousands of people there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just talking to one camera, right? It's no big yeah, deal. Yeah, right. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, who knows? Maybe eventually you'll have a big mastermind meeting with that collaboration. Yeah. <laughs> that would be really cool. That'd be uh, cool. So what do you think are some of the biggest mistakes people make on social media for their businesses? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I can think of a couple. Like, I think the first one is trying to be perfect, right? This is something that I talk to the entrepreneurs that I work with and even our community all the time. You know, like, I think perfection like prevents us from getting started right like yeah. hey I don't want to do this you know I'm overthinking I don't have the right lighting I don't have this thing like I don't have the right camera it's all this stuff right who's gonna watch me like I don't know what to say so trying to be perfect I think that's a big mistake just just get started whatever that is if you're doing Facebook live have one idea right like what's your big idea today like maybe today it's like hey don't just get started don't try to be perfect so that might be something that I'll talk about inside the community and then put, a, put it on a post-it note, put it on, um, you know, right by your webcam here on your laptop, go live, right? You know, so maybe have one bullet point, two bullet point, but keep it really simple and just get started. If you have a blog, get started with that blog, right? If you're trying to build an online course, then just at least ask your community what you think they want to learn, right? Like, what do you think? I'm, I'm going to, hey guys, I'm going to be creating an online course on podcasting. What lessons would you like me to cover and make sure that I cover in my course? right? So just get that ball rolling and then you'll be surprised where you end up, right? Just don't, don't try to be perfect. And I think secondary to that is overthinking it. You know, a lot of people overthink, right? Like, okay, this is not the right, you know, situation. It's a Tuesday. What's a good day to go live on Facebook or on, or to, you know, launch a podcast or whatever. It's like statistically it's Thursdays and Tuesdays, but today's a Friday. So I'll wait till next week. You know, you overthink things, right? So don't, don't overthink it. In all honesty, on social media, it's like attention spans are so short that if you put something up, most likely in a couple of weeks, it'll be, you know, buried below like a bunch of other posts, right? So don't overthink things and just get started. To your point, I think we were talking earlier, don't fake your success, right? There's a lot of people out there faking success, right? It's very transparent, you know, for people that know what they're looking for and know kind of how things work. It's very transparent that it's, it's not real success. So don't fake success and just be genuine. If you're just starting out, be honest about that. If there's something that you want to learn about, then be honest about that. On LinkedIn, very often I will say like, hey guys, who is big on Facebook ads? Because I don't know much, right? And we're exploring Facebook ads. Or like, I'll go up and like, hey, who knows much about YouTube ads? Because we are exploring YouTube ads. Do Who are the experts that you you know, gravitate to in these spaces, right? So don't fake success or knowledge because people can cut right through that. Another one I think is uh, not replying. This is super common. I always see this all the time when people like comment on your videos or your posts or Instagram, reply to those things, right? Like it's hard enough to get one person to comment on your things. Uh, when you reply, just like when people, you know, leave messages or comments or DMs, reply to those, right? Like 
people always want to know, like, how do I build an audience? How do I build a big following? Honestly, I think a big part of that is replying to messages, knowing that like those people, you build them one at a time. And so by replying, you're, you're starting that conversation, right? So um, respect those comments and those messages and reply to them and build relationships with people one-on-one. It goes a long way. It also goes a long way as far as algorithms. If you, if you want to get into algorithms, if you reply to comments and messages, then the different platforms will see that this is something that's a hot topic or like this is something that needs to get bumped up. And then it just gets shown in to more people and gets more reach. Yeah. And I think one last thing that I want to say is that one mistake is that people focus on one platform, right? They just say, hey, I'm an Instagrammer. I'm just going to be on Instagram. That's a pitfall in many ways. You know, anything can happen on that platform. For some reason, you know, Instagram, let's say that's your main thing. That's the only place you're creating content and building your audience. Instagram can change tomorrow. You could put something up that Instagram doesn't like. Your account gets blocked for some reason. There's a number of things that could happen if you just focus and put your eggs in one basket. So I would, you know, I'm big on repurposing content. So if you're creating content for Instagram, it's very easy to, you know, take that content and not necessarily like straight post it like with the same copy on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter even, but take that content, take that photo or that video and put it up on another, you know, build a different channel, a secondary channel if you can, so that, you know, you, you know, you have options, right? Because you're going to have like people that are on LinkedIn are not necessarily on Instagram. So you're going to actually hit two different audiences for the most part. So yeah, those are some of the things that I would recommend. when it comes That's to really video. good. Yeah. So, and, and I absolutely agree. I, I think that I've heard some people say, oh, Facebook is dead. And if you're a millennial, you're not on Facebook. And then I'm like, looking at all the millennials that I follow that have millions of people following them. And I'm like, oh, I don't really agree with that. And, you know, the power of Facebook ads, nothing, no one's ever beat that. I think that a lot of people don't realize that Facebook ads aren't just on Facebook too. And they're not just on Instagram, but they're all over the internet. They're on iTunes. They're on, you know, everywhere. So, you know, if I want to promote my podcast, hey, do a Facebook ad to iTunes, you know? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you know, people just don't realize the power, I think, behind a lot of that. And that, yeah, yeah but that's totally another side note. Those, for those people that are listening that don't have a following at all, maybe they've got mm-hmm. a few people following them. Mm-hmm. How can they create more traffic to their social media? Yeah, so big, again, I, I, I kind of touched on this, but re- really repurposing your content, right? Don't just use it on one platform, use it on other platforms. But beyond that, just like the biggest thing is for me, just, I mean, don't definitely don't give up right? You know, there's people out there with huge following. Focus on one thing. I think don't be a generalist. Don't be like, hey guys, I am a business coach. Like, okay, so what is a business coach? So focus on not just a topic, right? For example, like, hey, you're an expert in repurposing content, for example. Okay, cool. So you can take content, repurpose it. So topic, be topic specific, but be then audience specific. If you really want to be like super niche, be audience specific. So I help build courses for fitness instructors, right? So you are just like really specific on what you do, but also for who you do it for, then you will then attract. It's going to be as like people then get afraid of that tip because they feel like there's not enough people in that space. But if you go on YouTube, and I did this a little while ago because I was evaluating this conference and they sent me all the people that are like high level YouTubers they send me, you know, cause they're like, Hey, all these people are going to attend their conference. You should come as a sponsor. So I got all the lists and went through them and they're like the most specific, like super niche channels. And they have like hundreds and thousands of subscribers. It's, 
definitely niche down as far as like what you talk about. So I think that's really important before you start thinking like, hey, I want to build this big following. So really think about what you do and who you do it for and then talk to that specific person. Talk to just that one person in, in your mind, that avatar of one person, because when there's one, that one person, there's gonna be more. Yeah, so just be specific with your topic, with your audience, and then create content for that one person, and you'll attract them, you'll attract them. That's really good. I think that when I started, you know, I've, I've always, you know, my goal has always been a coach, and before I started doing Amazon stuff, I was always doing videos on mindset and all that kind of stuff, and none of it took off. But then once after the Amazon, you know, I did all these videos on Amazon. I was, I'm like, okay, I've given everything that I could possibly give. I started doing what I was always doing, more mindset stuff. And yeah. I lost a lot of people. I started losing all these people. And that was a big lesson for me because I realized, okay, there were some people that understood and really got, like my Facebook group, they also follow other people that are very into building businesses and creating a wealth mindset. And getting through your mindset stuff but on youtube it's like completely dem different demographic yeah. where they just want to just teach me how to do it you know just yeah. teach me how to make the money online that's all i want yeah and so i had to create a brand new channel that's just focused on mindset mm. and then recently i started my uh i i closed down my instagram account i had over ten thousand people on it but i just felt like it was all over the place and I didn't feel like I was bringing a lot of value. It was random. I didn't really know what my strategy around it was going to be. And I just thought, I'm just deleting it. Yeah. Shut that down. Recently started a new one. And now I'm focusing on mindset with that. And I'm connecting that to my mindset channel. And there's a few people that follow me on that from my main Amazon stuff. But most of them don't care. So I've realized that even though the, the one way that I could please myself as a, a person that's growing and wanting to provide more was to create different channels for different and yeah, they'll all come to the same website and they'll learn, Hey, she does these other things too. But at the same time, it's like, you're not trying to reach all the same people in the same place. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it's interesting. It actually reminds me too of a, a good friend of mine uh, named Steve Dotto. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he is a, he's a baby boomer and he's very proud of it. And he's got a podcast, I think called the gray space, you know, kind of gray hair, but like gray space, gray matters, gray matters. And so he had a really growing big YouTube channel, but he found that because he was doing like these tutorials. So again, speaking of niche, he created content around being productivity tools, like online productivity tools for baby boomers specifically. And then every now and then he would like sprinkle in like his blogs, right? Like him, you know, doing his workouts and, you know, what he eats and stuff. And that never got any traction. So he's actually split the channel now. So he's got a separate blog channel and a separate one that's still for like productivity tools for baby boomers, which is, he's killing it there. And it's, it's growing way faster, right? It's kind of like that dead weight of like, uh, this like content nobody cares for. People are tuning in for like a specific thing yeah. by a specific audience. So yeah, it's really interesting. You gotta get, you gotta, you gotta I guess you gotta get small to get bigger if that's the, the yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you just have to make sure that when those people go to your website or they go into a funnel where they, they get what they are interested in. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah, totally. And then uh, just one last tip on that, you know, if yeah. you really want to grow and I touched on this earlier is I can't emphasize the one-on-one -on -one interactions more. So really don't uh, underestimate those those dms and things like that facebook has come out and just said 
that part of their algorithms for you to show up on people's feed is that if you have interactions, like private message interactions with them, then your content is actually going to show up on their feed way more than if you weren't. So oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I have, I have my, my messenger on my page um, shut. Oh no. <laughs> I should probably open it and maybe put a bot or two in there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know? So yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> I, I guess the idea is that like, Hey, if you guys are DMing each other, then I guess you want, like, there's a connection here. So here's more content on like the, you know, front facing pages from this person. And so, yeah, that's, that's Facebook's thing. So anyways, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So you help a lot of entrepreneurs build courses and, and working with Thinkific. So what's one piece of advice <laughs> that you would give somebody that's not created a course yet? And, uh, one or two tips around that. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, when I first started, um, I started at Thinkific probably almost three years ago. And one of my first onboarding calls was this gentleman and he had been sitting on his content for almost a year, I want to say. And this goes back to don't, don't be perfect because it's hard to be on your first try. So he's been sitting on his content. He's, he's recorded all the content, the videos, he created the PDFs and he hasn't launched it. Like, so my, first, my, my biggest tip is just to get started and put it out to the market, right? This is what, you know, what we always try to emphasize. And it's not because, hey, we want just launch it because we just want more courses out there. It's just, it's actually, actually more for the course creator, the entrepreneur to just get themselves out there because that's how they're going to find out what their market really wants, right? So, you know, don't build a big course also, right? Like I know you wanted one tip, but I think, one very important thing to note with courses is don't try to make this huge, huge course, you know, 60 modules, five hours long, you know, and then spend months on it and then launch it and then find out that nobody is really interested in that topic or it's too long or it's not hitting on the right points for your audience, right? So reverse engineer that and go backwards, right? Like I mentioned earlier, just go on social media. Don't even build a course yet. Go on social media, on Instagram stories, or record a video on Facebook, or put it up on LinkedIn, make a video and say, hey guys, I'm starting a course on building bricks. <laughs> what topics would you like me to cover in my brick building program, right? And people will like say like, hey, you know, I want to learn this, or like how much, what tools do I need? Or like, how much time does it take to build one brick? Or like, you know, that sort of thing. And then you'll actually understand what your audience wants. Now, also secondary, benefit to doing that is that you are going to pull out people from your audience, right? That are interested in what you may be delivering or creating as far as a course, right? So then you build a landing page, very simple pre-sale landing page, which is asking them to basically register and pre-register for your course. So, you know, right now it is April here, right? We're recording this. So I would say if I was to build a, a landing page, it would just say like, hey, I'm launching this course. It's releasing on May 15th. You know, give yourself a few weeks, right? To let people kind of register. You can pre-register now, put a value to it. So it's going to be, hey, it's going to be $199 for all of my beta users. And we're going to cover, you know, these five points, right? It's going to be a four-week program. And always put a value to it because that's how you validate the actual idea. If it's free, it's like, eh, you know, was it really validated? People yeah. aren't pulling out their credit cards. I feel like I'm, t yeah, I feel like this is what you've done already. Um, so yeah, so, 
So yeah, and then and then that's it. So then when you launch it, you go back to that message or those threads and say, hey guys, I've, I've created this course. It's pre-selling now. We can register here. Yeah. Right. Um, it's going to be live. Right. I always I always like to do like tell people to do that first course live because it it gives more value, but also it gives you an opportunity to hear the feedback right away immediately. Right. People can ask you questions and then you can ask you can include those questions in your version two of the course. Right. So yeah. you're like, oh, that's a good question. Yeah. I never thought about that. That's something that you guys are interested in. You're going to put that into the course. Right. Also, the third thing that you get out of this then is that you get testimonials. You're like, hey, thanks for, you know, going. What are some thoughts that you had? OK, if it's if it's good feedback, great. Then you can use that. Ask them for permission to use that on your landing page. And if it's if it's critical, then that's good, too. Then you can also learn from that and say, hey, you know, I can do this a little bit better. And that's the whole point of that first course. That first course is not going to knock it out of the park. Right. So that's really how I would tell people to get started. That's really good. I think with my course on Amazon, again, like to your point is like you, you put everything together that you think people want and that they, you know, I realized that people wanted far less advanced. They, they wanted more of the fundamentals basics, you know, and I, I did cover a lot of that. But um, when I started to get a little bit too heavy into business development and all of that, I've seen now that maybe I should make my business development a full-on other program mm -hmm. and instead incorporate all the digital marketing that I know, now know, like the Facebook ads, how to get leads and all of that to build your business. But, I, you know, I had no clue when I first started out. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, no, I mean, and I mean, great. I luckily didn't have, nobody's ever asked for their money back. And <laughs> I, I've heard right. people say that if that's the case, maybe you should charge more. So <laughs> <laughs> There's um, all these like strategies. No, that's great. I think it's, it's also, yeah, you, if you, you know, if you, people you know, like students, you know, online courses, it, it's always better to be shorter, really succinct and really focused. And then if there is something that's kind of outside of that, like very focused topic, then you can always make another course. You can make a bundle and, you know, you can even market that as a, as a bundle and, and um, probably charge more. So yeah, no, but you did really well. I mean, if anyone, like, I'm sure people listening know the story with your course, but yeah, you did really well with your launch. Yeah, I was, I, it was pretty life-changing. I think last year I made about $16,000 um, with online courses, which, you know, it essentially was my first year in business I mean, because the previous year I didn't know what I was doing <laughs> or what I wanted to do. You know, I was just kind of like, I want to coach, but I don't know. So yeah, I, I kind of fell into it and I, um, I don't even remember how I found Thinkific. I'm so glad I did because years ago I, I launched a course on I think it was, it was, it wasn't Udemy. It was, uh, there's another one. Um, Gumroad. Oh, Gumroad. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. And that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it probably worked for some people, but for me it was just clunky and mm. you know, it was just basically, okay. If you, someone goes in there and they just download all this stuff. But, and I mean, I sold a couple of those. I didn't charge that much for it. And it was around self-publishing. Yeah. So it wasn't until I actually provided something that people were asking me for mm -hmm. that that was a game changer, I think, because it wasn't like I had to sell it to them. They were like, please do this. Please do this. Yeah. 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 It's, it's really interesting. Once you start really listening to the people on social and like your audience, it, I mean, it, they're telling you what they want, right? So yeah. deliver it, you know? And so that's the best way to do it. It's just, and you've done it well.
Well, thank you. Thank you so much. What is your vision for the future? Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good question. I think for sure top of my list is to travel more. Uh, you know, we, you know, I'm blessed to have, to be able to like do work kind of anywhere, you know, even with Thinkific where there's, there's a, we have a no guilt remote work or work from home, you know, sort of policy. So to definitely travel more, you know, we got two little ones, we, you know, once nine, once five, and we got a small window where they'll still be happy to travel with us <laughs> before, <laughs> even where they're too cool. So yeah, so definitely, you know, kind of see more of the world for sure. Europe is going to be on, the, on our, it's on our list um, this fall. So super excited. The first time ever in Europe. So that'll be fun. And, um, and yeah, as far as that, just doing even more specifically doing more events and reaching more entrepreneurs in Asia. It's kind of a, you know, just kind of putting that out there. If any listeners are in Asia, uh, we'd love to connect with more people out there. There's a, there's a very growing demographic of people that are getting into online courses and, you know, all that stuff out there. And then really, you know, future, you know, just help more entrepreneurs get out of their comfort zone on social. So that's something that's some, that's really just driving me. And uh, I really have a passion for with helping them. That's a, it's, it's the avenue, it's the channel to get their message out. Yeah, it's really good. So what is your superpower? Uh, really simple. I think listening, that probably that's, that's like the one thing that I do fairly well, you know, I'm not a big, I'm not a big talk. I am if I need to, especially like on these kind of podcasts and things and, and events. But yeah, I just, I enjoy hearing people's stories and really hearing kind of what makes them tick, what their goals are and, and, and looking for that thing that, that I can do to, to bring value to them. So I want to mention, if you're listening, you can contact Rob and be part of his Facebook group at Content Market Cafe yep. on LinkedIn. And I will put all of these uh, links down below if you're on my website. And also his Instagram is Rob Rob's other Rob's account. Other account. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually don't have, I don't have the original other, like I had a, just a normal Rob Balasabas account and then I made one. That was like this one, which is Rob's other account, which is my work one. But then I just actually closed down my other, my original account. So I don't actually have another account. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And yeah. if you're interested in online courses, you can go to thinkific.com and I'll link that down below as well. Rob, thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, thank thank you. Talking about all of, you know, your journey and all the social media and the online business world I think it's in so many ways it's new to so many people mm -hmm. even though it's been around a really long time and it's still so many thing pieces are a mystery it has been for me <laughs> <laughs> and it's you know it's great to connect with other people that have found the solutions and I'm so glad to be part of your groups yeah no thank you thanks for having me on here you know it's been a blast I enjoyed it and thanks for being part of our community even more and uh, just thanks for like sharing these stories I think it's it's really inspirational I think it's really awesome to hear other people's like journeys so uh, yeah thanks for all that you're doing yeah well and if you're listening thank you so much for listening in you can find more information about this podcast at a call to thrive.com thank you everyone and have a wonderful week